This is the Endurance Church Podcast with Pastor Anthony Bass. At Endurance Church, our goal is to live well and finish strong by becoming faithful disciples of Christ. We do this through loving, disciplined, Bible-based teaching, encouragement, and care. For more information about our ministry, head to endurancechurch.org. And now, today's message. You may think my video game has changed up a little bit, but I was, I was lovingly encouraged by a congregation member about playing videos that have, from Radar Movies. So I'm going to play no more videos from movies that are Rated R, even if I haven't watched them, right? But now my game is like weak now, right? <laughs> so I'm trying to like, because I, I, I create all these sermons and videos like two years ago, so now I'm trying to catch up so we're all on the same page. But, but nevertheless, it was a great point. The point is, Thomas doubted, right? And when you think about if I'm going to tell a story about God, why would I put a story about a man who doubted in there? Because the man later came to faith. Jesus' brother, James, he, he doubted. His brother. But, but this same James became the elder of the church. Why was this doubt important? Because we ourselves have, have doubt. I'm going to ask you all a question. I've been thinking about it consistently for the last couple of weeks. In the past four years, five years, who has gone through some type of traumatic, stressful situation? Not just you, but your family member in this church. If you've gone through something in the past five years, just raise your hand and put it down. I, I, and, and, and that's brutally honest. Most of you who I know have gone through stuff, level nine, level 10 stress, loss of loved ones, heart problems in this church. And, and I always think like, Lord, like, how are we, we going to do this, God, right? And I go back to the name of the name of our church, Endurance. Our church is about not giving up. And, the, and that, that's not just a name, it's a, it's a part of who we are as believers, that there are difficult times and God way back and in the beginning of time knew that somebody like me would be here at this moment to try to encourage you to say, you know what? It's okay. He loves you. He hasn't forgotten you. And he's here. He loves you. He hasn't forgotten you. And he's here. I often worry and concerned about our church. Like I would love the numbers to be higher. But then every time I get discouraged, somebody comes to me and says, God told me it's going to be okay. And I'm like, well, praise God. Because sometimes I, I doubt myself. But I got to keep trusting what God says regardless of what I, what I see. 
And the challenge with our contemporary time is we're, we're materialistic in that we have to see it to believe it, just like Thomas. And today's message is going to be challenging to us all. But I'm going to preach what the Bible says, regardless of what I experience. And that's how we grow. That's when I, that's when I figured it out. I was playing in the NFL. My mom gave me a, what was it? First, my pastor gave me a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. You know, I was holy if you had a Thompson Chain Reference Bible, right? <laughs> so, so now I couldn't understand the King James, so I had to get a, a what's it called? New Living Translation, so I kind of wanted to understand what I was reading. And I started reading, I'm like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't match up with my experience. And I realized, oh, my understanding needs to change based upon what the word says. And then all these other things change. My, my lens changed. And because my lens changed, I began to understand how God was trying to interact and engage with me. Because we're so stuck on what we see, so many times feel, taste, touch our, our senses, we miss out on what God is trying to do to us and through us. And I can't say it. We, God, we have a God who does miracles, and he does that from time to time. He gives signs, but that's not his main hope. He wants you to believe, just like the Samaritans. They believe because of the word, because of the testimony. So today's message is still about the Holy Spirit. We're going to cover the Holy Spirit the entire year. But I just ask you to, to just, regardless of what you think or have thought, just believe what is being communicated is true. Amen. Next slide. I got a quote from Barbara Bush. You know it's real up in here, right? <laughs> it says, uh, to us, family means putting your arms around each other and being there. Being there. I was, um, I was watching a video and it brought me to tears. This is, I'm, I'm going to talk about myself a little bit today because I told you sometimes I struggle with doubt so I could be transparent. Not that I doubt God, but I just doubt what in the world is he doing. Like, I just don't understand sometimes, right? That's just me. I'm by myself. Don't raise your hand. And um, I'm watch, I watch this video of the end of Avengers Endgame. And it was this Captain America scene, right? And, it, and if you saw Endgame, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, Captain America, man, I love that because he always, you know, he would, he would not give up regardless of how bad it got. And he, he was beating up Thanos, and I wish they would allow him to win against that. This is me, Anthony. This is me. I, I, know, I, I'm just, I want him to win against Thanos. I wanted that to be the end of the movie, but he, he didn't win. And eventually, uh, you know, it looked like he was going to get killed. And then Thanos called his entire army. So it was a scene of hopelessness. That's what, was, that's what the, the director was trying to convey, that Captain America is hopeless. But what did he do? He got up, he tightened his shield, and he kept moving forward. And then you heard Captain America hear something on his like calm. And he heard Sam say, Cap, on your left. And all of a sudden, like this like vortex opened up, and then the Black Panther came out, and the movie theater was like, Rah! everybody was screaming, Rah! and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then all the people came in, right? It was like, yeah, this is awesome game time and then they're fighting and all the people are coming and I'm like God like I said God that's what everybody wants they want you to come in and save the day 
And it looks like, God, you're not saving the day. It looks like you're not coming in and saving people. It looks that way. But then I, I remember that he already saved the day. Way, way back in the day, about 2019 years ago, in a place called Calvary. He, he swooped in and on your left. And he saved the day for us all. But the challenge is he had to work out a mechanism so that throughout time and history, everybody could be saved. Now, if he came and saved the day only for that time, then only those people could be saved. But he, he's so brilliant. He's so genius. He worked out a system that everybody could be saved who had ever been born. If they simply put their faith in Jesus, in the cross. And you may say, that doesn't look like saving the day. Oh, but it is. And that's the challenge we all have. Did he save the day? Did he save it? We're in uh, Psalms chapter 139, and this is probably everybody's top two psalms, right? Like everybody knows this psalm and everybody reads it. And this is the one I recommend. If you aren't uh, used to meditating, if you've never done that before, which is one of our disciplines, by the way, but if you've never meditated, you can start with this, Psalms 139. It's probably one of the greatest psalms. David is, is most people think, saying a prayer, and in this psalm, he, he is communicating his stuff about God that only theologians know and talk about. But, but these truths are so helpful to me. They encourage me when I'm down. They encourage me when I'm struggling. They encourage me when I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't even know what's going on. I, I go to the, now, I didn't historically go to the psalms. I was a Proverbs man. My mom went to psalms. And I was like, mom, what are you going to read psalms all the time? It's so emotional. Now I'm old, I'm like, Psalms, oh, what? <laughs> I've changed. It says, this is David talking. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and know me. Now, there's this continuity there in the text that you have to see. God searched David, and as a result, a result of him searching David, he knows him. And that word know is yada. And I don't know if y'all watch... Seinfeld or not, but he used to say what all the time? Yada, 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 right? That's to know. It's a, it means intimacy. But here, it, what David is saying is God has searched me and he knows me intimately. It's almost, uh, it's a, almost word that con conveys a sexual intimacy. That, that's, that's the level of intimacy that he's trying to communicate. We see you sneaking out. Nate, you got to raise your finger so you disappear. Oh, okay. Not two of them. That means P, just so you know the one. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and know me. Now, understand this. This should bring you affirmation and comfort. I remember when I met my wife, and we started to talk in and communicating, and she was telling me stuff about myself I didn't even know, and I just started weeping. You know me so well. I felt like I wasn't alone. When somebody really knows you, you feel like they, they get you. And you're like, oh, there, there's a connection there. And, and even more, when, when they know you and they don't leave, they stay with you. 
And, and, and that's what David is saying. Like, God, you, you searched the depths of me. And, and, you, and you stayed. You love me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. He, he, he's communicating everything I do throughout the day. How many here, this, I'm going to go old school, has a, you have a Franklin Covey. I'm, I'm throwing him out there. This, okay, don't raise your hand. Don't tell yourself. I have a Franklin Covey. How many have a, a planner that every day you have like a list of stuff you do? I have a planner. I, I get my Franklin Covey out and I have my planner. I write what I'm supposed to do that day and I check it off. When I check it off, I feel good. I'm like, woo, got that check done. Let me go to the next one. That's affirmation for me. I'm winning. I put the easy stuff first, get little wins, and it get harder. I'm like, oh, some days I put the hard stuff first. I fight the big rock. And I'm like, yes. But, but nevertheless, here is saying, you know what? God is, is there. From the beginning to the end of your day, God is right there with you. Where is he at? I don't see him. I stubbed my toe on the bed this morning. Was he there with me then? You know my sitting down and my rising. You understand my thoughts from afar off. David's trying to say, he, he doesn't have to be close. Even from a distance, he knows everything we are thinking. And he's still with you. He still loves you. He still cares about you. He's not going anywhere. You comprehend my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Now, I have, I have awkward ways. When I was younger, I used to put A1 on everything I ate outside of dessert. That, that's what, that's what I, I did in the morning. I do my devotions sitting on the, on the toilet. That's, that's, that's me. You may not do that. I'm just, I'm just being brutally honest. That, hey, you know, let me tell you what? He's acquainted with them. He's like, you putting that A1 on? And he, he said, I'll fix you. Indigestion. <laughs> no more spicy food. Oh, Lord, he knew it. But he's trying to help me because he knows I have to do something later on. That's why God shows you those warning signs. He's trying to keep you alive long because he's trying to do something with your life. Next slide, please. For there is not a word on my tongue. Behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. Man, let me tell you what. As I'm talking right now, I don't know what I'm going to say. That's the type of person the pastor I am. That's why you see me coming off the cuff all the time. Why? Because I am surprised at 99% of the stuff that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> You think I'm, I am brutally honest. That's the Lord. But you know what? He knows every single word and the thoughts and motivations behind what I'm even saying. And he knows you the same way. And he loves you. And he's not going anywhere. It's going to be okay. You have hedged me behind and, and before and have laid your hand upon me. I, I like this one. See, hedge, he, he, back in the day, there, oh, I'm 
telling myself, but there was a song by an artist named Babyface. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm stop. Okay, don't just, okay, just work with me here. And, and it was called Whip Appeal, right? The song was about, it was like, she got me, oh, I ain't gonna sing it because y'all would leave the church, right? I'm just, I'm just trying to say, like, the song was, she got me locked down. And that, that's vernacular for, I, I'm, I'm whoop, ball and chain, whatever analogy you want to use, like, she got me. You have hedged me behind and before. He's locked you up. And not only that, it says, your hand is upon me. He's not letting you go. He understands you. He knows you. He's not letting you go. He loves you. It's going to be okay. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's, it's high, I can't attain. He's like, David's like, man, I, I don't even, I can't even comprehend all this, God. Like, I like the scripture we talked about earlier that the very hairs on our head are numbered. Like, like God has it down to the T. M-I, I don't know, whatever. The The DNA. He knows it all about you, and he's not going anywhere. And it's going to be okay. Next slide, please. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? And as we continue to talk about the Holy Spirit, this is our our key verse, because here, even David, the one who was anointed by Samuel, filled with God's spirit, or I mean under the control of God's spirit, the Holy Spirit came upon him, empowered him, gave him the ability to do things only God could do through a man. He said, where can I go from this spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? And here, he begins to talk about God's omnipotent, no, no, omnipresence, thank you. That means God's everywhere. He goes on to say, if I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I go to where? Sheol. Oh, you're there. He's like, I can't get away from God's spirit. He's, if I'm going to heaven, God is there. And if I go to hell, technically, God is there too. This same God that knows you, that loves you, that has you in the palm of his hand. He says, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. He's saying, it doesn't matter if I go to the furthest to the east or to the west. You are there and you love me and you care about me and you got me in your hand. Next slide, please. If I say, Surely darkness shall fall on me. Even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day and the darkness and light are both alike to you. This is the part I want to kind of park on a little bit, then we'll go forward. But, but here's the same thing. Because what, what the scripture's saying is, even in your sin, your mistakes, that sometimes we think God doesn't see. He didn't see that. He didn't register that thought in my heart, that motivation. Maybe he didn't see that act. But he sees it all. And sometimes we lose our mind because we think, oh, God doesn't see this. God sees it. But he's still there. And he loves you. And he understands. Obviously, he doesn't want you to continue that behavior. 
but just know he sees it. It's not hidden from him. How could it be? He sees all. He knows all. He has all power, but yet he still loves you. I got a couple points I'm done for the day. Point one, the spirit of God is omnipresent. It's everywhere, at all times, in all situations. When Jared and I went to Israel, you know what? God was there. And when we were on the Sea of Galilee, and it started raining, and the boat started swaying. This is not the Bible. This is our experience. The boat started swaying. And then how did, how, did we pray? We, we prayed. And then as we prayed, the clouds stopped. And then what happened? A rainbow came. God was there. And, and when I lost my, my child from a previous marriage, God was there. When I had to leave from Virginia, crying in the U-Haul truck, leaving my kids behind, God was there. That other day when my stomach was hurting in the bathroom about four o'clock in the morning, and I was looking for the Pepto and I couldn't find it, the Lord was there too. And this morning when I woke up at one o'clock, like, oh my goodness, it must be five o'clock. It's one o'clock. He was there. He's there. He's always there. Do do you believe that? Or do you got doubt? Next slide. Have the confidence to believe that God is there for you. Have confidence. Have the confidence to believe that. No one can make you. It's a choice. Have you figured it out yet? All this is simply a choice. I believe that God is always there because God's word says it. That's all I need. And regardless of what I see, what I experience, that's truth. And live from that truth. That's you being your authentic self. (laughs) Next slide, please. No matter where life may take you, understand the Holy Spirit is always there. In your ups, in your downs, in your good times, in your bad times. You could talk to him. You are known and you are loved. He's not going to forsake you. You're not going to be separated from his love. God has so much in store for you. Yes, some of it you'll see here in this life. But the majority of you'll see after. He's there for you. He's always been there for you. Don't lose hope. Remember um, when Rocky was fighting Clever Lane? Another movie reference. It's not rated R, though. <laughs> Rocky was fighting Clever Lane. I remember uh, Clever Lane was just beat. Somebody, he wouldn't fall down. And uh, who was it? Apollo Creed was on the, on the, in the corner saying, Don't go down, don't go down. Like, that. get up, stay up. Don't, don't let life knock you down. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. David do that. This is the same David who went through struggles and trauma and civil war affairs and failures who was a, a descendant of a woman who was not ladylike best I can say it he had nothing that probably could be looked at as like great he was a shepherd 
And he's writing this because he's talking about, man, a miracle. He discovered something he wants everybody to know about. He, he's saying, listen, you guys, in 2019, I want you all to know he's there. Don't lose hope. You're not alone. You've never been alone. And you never will be alone. I don't care how lonely you may feel. Your feelings are reality. Your feelings may point to some type of fact, but it's not objective truth. Truth is Jesus. And he says you're not alone. Next slide. Remember, the Spirit of God has always been there. And he always will be. He always will be there. Now, I prepared this message how long ago? Two years ago. So if you think I prepared this message for you today, understand that God, <laughs> I feel the Holy Spirit. Two years ago, as I was sitting on my little computer, typing in my room with the comic books on my wall, Oh, that's God. Knew what you needed to hear today. Trust Him. Make yourself vulnerable to Him. I, I, I have nothing to offer you but Jesus. That's all I want to offer. Pastor, do you want to say anything? So I believe the Holy Spirit is here today. I don't know where you're at in your walk, but if you need encouragement, we want to pray for you. If you need support, we want to be there. You don't have to think you're alone because you're not. God is here. And also your brothers and sisters in Christ are here as well. Can we bow our heads? we thank you you know just what to say when to say it and how to say it Lord there are difficult times Lord God but Lord you have made us overcomers so we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that resides within us who can fix our situation in a moment's notice Lord God thank you for the encouragement to keep us moving forward thank you for loving us Thank you for being there for us. Thank you for not leaving us, even though you knew us completely, Lord. We're, we're naked before you. We're vulnerable for you, Father God. You know us thoroughly. And you've rested your love upon us. We're thankful, Lord God, that we can't escape your presence, Lord God. We don't want to, and we're in our right minds. <laughs> and so we ask you right now, Lord God, for encouragement for hope, for strength, for grace, for mercy. If we if we put ourselves out of fellowship with you, Lord God, restore that in our hearts. Help us, help us be right so we can bring you glory. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.
This has been a presentation of Endurance Church. For more about the ministry, head to endurancechurch.org. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash endurancechurch and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash endurancechurch.tv. Remember to live well and finish strong. I don't want to find you on my